everybody, it's Matt Powers. I'm a soil maker, I'm a seed saver, I'm a gardener, I'm a family guy, I'm a teacher, an author, and I love making soil because it makes me happy. And there's a ton of reasons why. So behind me right here is an area that I'm building soil. These are the five cousins um, minus uh, buckwheat. I didn't get buckwheat in quick enough in this area. But these are my soil builders. These plants over my shoulder are how I passively build soil. So you're like, that's crazy. I'm building soil by bringing it in and layering on new organic matter or bringing in compost or maybe you're DIY home building a compost heap. Maybe you've got a worm uh, bin. Maybe you've got a moldering compost, uh, a static you know, compost that you're just adding stuff to. But all of those options, I actually practice them all. I even got a home biogas unit that helps us turn you know, our meats are non, like the stuff that you don't feed the vermicompost, we actually can digest in this unbelievable um, false rumen, essentially. It's a big digestion vat. And then the gas that comes off of it, we can actually use as energy or as fuel for fire. So incredible things are happening on this site. I love working with soil because I think fundamentally, um, I mean, on one hand, you've got the whole thing where it's, 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 our actual chemical signaling, it's our actual biology, our, our microbiomes internally are related directly to the soil food web, the microbiology of the soil. And then you've got all these incredible like things that are being released inside of the soil. So that smell that you you, you smell in the soil, that, that healing, you know, Shinrin Yoko, um, that forest bathing experience comes from smelling that earth, that fresh, amazing, oh, just so, so luscious, so rich. That's what I'm talking about. And for me, I think creating that, I think setting the scene for that, participating in that, experiencing that, all that feeds into that happiness, feeds into that chemical reaction that they're talking about in these studies where like, if you touch the soil, you'll have antidepressants and all this crazy stuff. But the reality is when you are building soil, when you are doing things that are investing in your future, making the environment better, making the world better, improving the quality of your food, improving the taste of your food so it tastes better and better and better. These things have a magnifying ability. They draw closer to us the positive things in our life, the things that we cherish, the things that we love. So this makes it so we have a bigger garden, a better garden, better food, better meals, better experiences, stronger bodies, stronger minds. We have greater resilience to, to, to all the different pathogens, diseases, and viruses that are always all around us and inside of us. So it's this epigenetic resistance that we get when we are actually reaching those maximum expressions of genetic health in our food, in our diet, and hopefully in ourselves. So building soil is something that makes me happy. I mean, it gets me outside all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm physical. I'm checking on all these different partnerships and processes. So like right here, let's just start with this. This right here, um, th this is amaranth and, and sorghum, both of which are C4 grasses. C4 grasses have this incredible ability to take down more carbon out of the atmosphere 
than any other plant. So it's a gene mutation that happened thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. And it happened at a time period where there was too much carbon in the atmosphere. And so these plants rose, or in this genetic expression rose and spread around. You know what I mean? How it works that way, actually. <laughs> these plants are amazing what they can teach us, what they have been doing, how they've been sharing information among each other across species, across, you know, phyla. It's really incredible. So we've got the daikon radish. We've got those flowers, those beautiful daikon radish flowers. They're making beautiful pods. They're, they're collecting phosphorus and they're also nitrogen um, scroungers. And so um, what they're doing, and they're gonna rot in place, they're gonna become compost, and all that phosphorus, all that nitrogen, they're going to now turn into bioavailable compost and nutrition through the soil life, breaking it down, so that the next generation in here has much better soil, much more nutrient um, options, and uh, just greater safety um, greater soil structure. Uh, and then what else do we have here? Well, this primarily um, is the C4 grass and the sorghum, but in other areas over there and over there, we've got the beans coming in. So those are the classic, right? The beans, everyone's talking about, you know, we got to put the beans in for the nitrogen. But the more and more I've studied, the more I've learned, the more I've tested, the more I've learned that it's like certain beans and beans are like seventh. <laughs> when it comes to actual nitrogen levels in the plants that we are going to be chopping and dropping as a green manure, not just like when you clear off all the plant debris and then test the soil afterwards. Because, you know, no doubt that beans um, have nitrogen fixation happening with not when they nodulate. But, but there's a lot more going on here. Um, if you've got scroungers soaking up the loose nitrogen, the um, soluble nitrogen that's already in the soil bank, then it's going to cause the cowpeas and the other nitrogen fixers to pull, pull that nitrogen out of the atmosphere and out, well, really the air inside the soil spaces in, in, in the soil. Because like, like soil is like half air. Um, it should be. It should have that air in there so that it's aerobic and it also has that soil structure so water can pass through. Um, but then you've got the, the, the buckwheat and the buckwheat is scrounging and stealing nitrogen from the cowpeas. It's not taking it from like out, uh, scrounging it from around. It's pulling it and stealing it from the cowpeas. And the cowpeas are going up to another level. They're going up to an entirely new level to compete with that. So when you combine all these things, the amount of nitrogen fixation, the amount of nitrogen um, brought into the system keeps exponentially growing and compounding. And it's through this process of, of building soil with plants that I start out every area because I can't afford to just buy compost and soil and just like bring it in by the yard, you know, and, and make that happen. I've got to do something that works for me. Um, works with my budget, works with my time, and throwing the seed down and watering it, you know, every day, every other day, um, really makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Especially when I can chop and drop it. And then this blanket of organic matter that you see here is going to make it so that after it breaks down, it's going to be a blank slate. So it's going to be 
lacking weed seeds, except for windblown seeds that happen to, you know, come along the way. But, but this is really important. It's a blank slate so that if you disturb it, you expose the weed seeds below that blank slate. Don't disturb it. But that blank slate then you can plant in and you really don't have that weed competition. That's like something that like I, I, I learned firsthand um, working in this way. I love it. So this is like mulch gardening. This is like sheet mulching. But this is in situ. This is living. This is you just follow up with a rice knife. It's just that easy. So I love building soil, not just because, you know, I get to just come in here in this little forest and then like chop and drop and then, you know, and, and, and see the, the like kind of multi-story kingdoms that are inside there um, with, with all the different life and everything. And there's, speaking of that, um, I love building soil in such a way that feeds everyone involved. So the pollinators, I let everything go to seed. I let everything go to flower so that it goes through its full cycle. It has its full life. And, and then we're chopping and dropping. Um, and some of it's still green, but a lot of it's completely brown. So we've got the greens, we've got the browns. <laughs> Does this sound like a compost recipe? Yes, yes, it should. So, so this, is, this is powerful stuff. And because, you know, um, some of these things are high in protein, um, you're going to, and high in nitrogen, you're going to get that nitrogen for your reaction as well. So this in-situ composting, this easy soil building technique, is just like the tip of the iceberg. There's hot composting, cold composting, vermicomposting, there's EM, there's, um, you know, anaerobic biogas, you know, biogas generation. There's, you know, the make soil bins. There's, you know, there's so much. And you, you can be using a broad fork and creating aeration if you got the compaction going on. Um, it's a meadow creature that's ultimately the ultimate. <laughs> so wherever you are on your journey of soil building, keep going because there is there's such reward there's such excitement there's so much fun and true joy and happiness in building soil so soil building makes me happy not just because all those studies and before those studies came out i was doing it and it was making me happy being able to stick my arm months after starting compost tea up to my shoulder deep that deep in loamy rich soil, such that PBS came out and filled, such that generational farmers came out and checked out. I couldn't believe it. No one could believe it. And it is what happens when we partner with Soil Life, when we really turn to the soil and really start turning things on. And that's what I want everyone to be able to do. That's what I want. I want everyone to have this amazing relationship with soil so that they can create the life that they want so that it can reinforce everything because it is the linchpin. It's the linchpin in our environment, in our health, in our food, in our medicine. Everything is related to soil. And I want, I want to spread that message. I want that message to get out. So, so get excited. I want you to get excited. <laughs> about soil. So let's make this the year that everyone really gets into soil, starts making those, uh, you know, compost heaps happen, starts building the soil with, with throw so plants, starts partnering and, and making things happen in a regenerative, positive way. So I have a book 
I have a course, I have a lot of incredible fun stuff that's about to start in relation to soil and I hope you join us in that. The Kickstarter is coming out in a week from tomorrow. So stay tuned. I'm gonna be opening for the keynote at Soil Not Oil. So I'll be talking about this in depth. I'll be going live. So, oh, blah, blah. <laughs> you gotta keep the angles right, Matt. Um, but like, I am so ecstatic to be able to share this message, to be able to join everyone in the regenerative movement in making the linchpin, the central focus soil. If we can all become soil builders, soil makers, we'll make a happier world, we'll make a healthier world, we'll make a regenerative world. I'm Matt Powers. Grow abundantly, learn daily, and live regeneratively. And I'll see you soon. Subscribe, like, and share. <laughs>